Hey guys, happy Sunday and happy Halloween and welcome to this next iced coffee date. It's a special weekend edition because <laughs> last week with that storm, it totally threw me for a loop. I mean, I had to reschedule client calls, discovery calls. Um, I had a coaching call with our membership group. Um, thankfully, one of my coaches took that over and did that for me, but I, I, the whole week got screwed up. So long story short, I'm doing this Instagram Live, Ice Coffee Date podcast episode on Sunday just because next week, hot mess. <laughs> so many things got rescheduled, packed in, um, so there was really no time to do it. So I was like, let's just do it on Sunday. We're mostly hanging out today. Um, Mal has borrowed a chainsaw, so he is um, cutting up all sorts of trees and limbs that have fallen. So Quinn's been helping out and picking up things, dragging them into the woods. So hopefully they're entertained right now. Um, I've been inside like cleaning up and everything. We're having a little Halloween get together later today for some of our neighborhood friends and um, people around us who don't have like neighborhoods to trick or treating because we really do have like the best neighborhood for trick or treating. So I've been kind of getting things ready, but I just figured it was the perfect time to squeeze this in. You guys know these are usually short and sweet, although I do have a lot to say about today's topic. <laughs> so I should probably stop rambling and get into it. Um, but I hope you've had a lovely weekend. I hope you are excited for Halloween. We are very, very excited for Halloween because um, you guys probably don't remember this, but we remember this clearly. Last year, um, we were all ready to go trick-or-treating. Quinn was super duper pumped. Um, and then he came down with a fever on Halloween. And it being in the midst of COVID and the COVID madness, we were just like, oh my gosh, he has COVID. Um, we cannot have people over. Like we have to cancel the party. And of course we took him to one of the testing sites had him tested and everything but long story short he didn't have covid but he didn't get to go trick-or-treating so he basically missed last halloween so we were very excited to actually go trick-or-treating and do all the halloween things with him and have his buddies over and everything so very much looking forward to tonight so anyways, I will stop rambling about random life things <laughs> and get to the topic. So the topic today is how to find the right macro balance for you. And this is a question I get all the time um, and it really isn't a straightforward answer. And that's why I'm gonna go through this podcast and give you some tips and tricks and um, basically sum this up as far as how to figure it out. Um, and I should clarify, this is exactly what we do with our one-on-one -on -one clients. This is what I spend 12 weeks doing with my mentorship ladies. Um, so it really isn't as straightforward as just sending somebody a set of macros and having them blindly follow them. And that's 100% why I don't give one-off macro calculations anymore because I just think there's so much more to the story. Um, and sure, there are companies out there that will give you macros and you can follow them and I can guarantee they are well below how much you should be eating and that's why you are losing weight, which is fine. If that's your goal, fat loss is your goal, great. Um, but I think they these companies kind of fail because they just let you lose this weight, get you down to these really, really low calories. And then what do you do after that? Like typically people gain the weight right back because they can't be consistent with so few calories. I mean, I have definitely worked with women who have come to us eating like 1100 calories, 1200 calories. And I mean, I saw it with friends, people at the gym where they just cut their calories super duper low and sure they got results, but they weren't maintainable. Um, and then, you know, the weight would come back and they were kind of back where they started. So 
it really is important to look at all sides of what's happening in your life. Um, and I know it's super vague just to be like, oh, it comes down to self-experimentation and patience and things like that. And that's not what we want to hear. You know, we want like the quick, fast, you know, um, results that you're going to get quickly. And I think just even being on like Instagram or Facebook, you see these amazing side by side before and afters. Um, and Sure, people say that stuff happens in like eight weeks or 12 weeks or something like that, but really like the long lasting results the stuff that, you know, the weight loss that people maintain for many, many years, that takes time. It really, really takes time and it takes planning your nutrition ahead of time and doing it responsibly. So you're not just cutting, cutting, cutting always. Um, and that's exactly what we do with our clients. We periodize, periodize their nutrition. So they are going through different phases of nutrition. Um, so they're not just in this endless cutting cycle over and over again. Um, and this is exactly what I teach in my mentorship. Um, the ladies are on week six, going into week six, and we're learning all about reverse dieting because that is one phase of dieting. It's not like, it's not just a cutting phase forever and ever and ever. So like really like learning how to do this is key. So um, I'm gonna give you like the Cliff Notes version. Um, I really believe that the, the things that I see again and again, or like the mistakes I see with women is number one is not eating enough. Um, so I'm going to try to help you figure that out today, um, give you some resources and give you some things to look for. Um, because really, yes, it comes back to self-exploration, slowing down, being honest with yourself, you know, are certain foods working for you? Are certain macro ratios working for you? And just adjusting and retrying things and trying to find like that, you know, perfect balance for you. Um, should also add that that perfect balance can change depending on your goals, depending on your lifestyle. Um, there's a lot of reasons why that might change. I mean, I have personally changed my macro ratios probably a dozen times over the years because different things are gonna work for me at different times. Um, and then I think the other mistake that a lot of women make is just relying on the scale as data. Um, so I'm gonna tell you what you can do instead um, because there are so many markers outside of the scale um, that can give you better data as far as taking photos, progress photos, measurements, how your clothes fit, how you feel during your workouts. Um, there's so many other things um, that can be used as a measure. I mean, even working with clients who have lost their periods for however many years because they've been under eating, over exercising, they get their periods back. I mean, that is an amazing sign. That is progress. Your body is getting healthier. Um, they say, you know, your menstrual cycle is your fifth vital sign. So, I mean, not having a period is a pretty big indicator that there's something wrong. Um, so I'm getting a little off off uh, the subject here, but just wanted to say that the scale is one measure and there are so many ways to measure progress. So I'll talk about that too. Okay. So how do you figure out your perfect macro ratio or the right macro ratio for you? Like I said, comes down to self-experimentation, trying different things, being patient, but I'm going to give you a little bit more um, detailed steps of what to do. Um, so number one is tracking your caloric intake for 10 days. And like I said, this is what we do with one one, one clients. We do this with the mentorship ladies. Um, and I always say 10 days because I like to see um, a week, you know, Monday through Friday, but then also the weekend um, and then maybe a couple extra days just because 
so many of us are on track, you know, Monday through Friday afternoon, and then we just like go off the rails on the weekend. And I think this is super duper common. Um, so I want to get like a full idea of what you were eating, or you want to get a full idea of what you were eating. If you're my client, <laughs> I want to get an idea. But if you're doing this on your own, you want to track 10 days of what you are eating and drinking. Um, you want to weigh and measure everything. I personally am a big fan of food scales. I just think they are so easy to use. They're a lot more accurate than eyeballing something or using measuring cups or measuring spoons. Not to say that those aren't a great tool, um, but if you really want to do this and you want to figure out how much you are currently consuming, this is the starting point for many, many women. Um, a food scale can be very, very helpful. Um, and they're super affordable. I mean, I would say they're like 10 to 15 bucks. You can get one on Amazon, Target, Walmart, um, pretty much anywhere. And they are so easy to use. Um, really, you just weigh um, in grams or ounces or whatever you would like, and then you track the food the exact same way in MyFitnessPal. Um, I'm gonna keep referring to MyFitnessPal because that's what we use with clients. I just think it's the easiest app out there. There's a bazillion apps, um, but you're going to track your food for 10 days, um, the good, the bad, the ugly, you're gonna weigh and measure. Um, you're gonna put every single thing you consume into a tracking app like MyFitnessPal. Um, and an important thing to note is that you want to take all of the judgment out of this. So if you decide that you want to eat a whole sleeve of Oreos and drink a bottle of wine, I want you to track that instead of pretending like it didn't happen because really it is data for you. And at the end of the day, you need that data to decide how much you are currently eating. Like that is number one, like what is the state of the union? What are you currently doing? You can't make changes without tracking something to know you know, what you are currently doing. So I think it's really, really important. Um, and I've definitely talked to clients, people in my mentorship or ladies in my mentorship where they're not tracking everything. And this 100% is your brain protecting you from failure. Um, and I get this too, I mean, I have been there as well, but really like this exercise is for you. So be as honest as possible. I promise you, you will discover things and learn things about yourself that you didn't know, or at least about your eating habits, how much you're eating, um, the types of food you're eating. Um, really, you can ignore the macros. I mean, sure, the macros would be important at the end, but the total calories are what we're looking at because that is the starting point for you. Um, because with that, you are going to go from that calorie, um, that total, the total number of calories will help direct you to where you are going next or what your next goals are and how your macros are going to fit into that. So... Like I said, this is the Cliff Notes version of my mentorship. So I'm gonna do my best to give you all the details. Um, but if you're interested in the mentorship, the next group will start you know, after the new year in 2022. But um, wanted to give you guys some actionable items to take forward. So number one, track your intake for 10 days. Be as honest as possible. Um, take out the judgment. Um, make sure you have 10 full days. If you miss a day or you don't fully track that day, no worries, move on to the next day. Um, just to have, just try to have 10 full days of data because that's really important because um, we're gonna do a little bit of math and figure out some things, um, but you need 10 full days of data. And like I said, you are doing this for yourself. You are not doing this for anybody else. Nobody else is judging you. So if you eat a whole block of cheese, Measure that block of cheese and enter it correctly into MyFitnessPal. Don't pretend like you had a slice of cheese. You ate the whole block of cheese. <laughs> this is an example for me because I will eat the whole block of cheese. Okay, um, so at the end of 10 days, you are going to tally up your calorie totals and then you're going to divide by 10. And this is your average daily intake. Got it? 
<laughs> so take all those totals, divide by 10, and that is your average intake. All right, from there, step two is figuring out your total daily energy expenditure. And your total daily energy expenditure are how many calories you are burning each day. So this includes your BMR, which is your basal metabolic rate. And that's basically how many calories you need to live. So if you were laying on the couch watching Netflix all day, this is how many calories your body would burn, just you know, pumping blood to your heart, powering your brain, moving your arm to like change the channel, whatever it is. So that's like the minimum amount of calories that you would need to consume to be alive. So your total daily energy expenditure includes your exercise, your activity, like if you're a teacher or if you're a waitress or you're a hairdresser, somebody who's moving around or on their feet all day. So your total daily energy expenditure um, is what you are going to base your maintenance calories off. So to find this, there are a million ways to find it. There's actually a calculator online that I use with my mentorship ladies. It's one that I refer to for one-on-one -on -one clients, um, but it's tdeecalculator.net. And I will put this in the show notes. Um, there's also gonna be more information coming later this week, so I will include it there. Um, honestly, if you Google TDEE calculator, like you're gonna come up with a whole bunch of different ones, and it's gonna give you an idea of how many calories you need per day. Um, so that's step number two. So figure out what that number is. So um, from there, you have figured out your daily consumption average and your TDEE. So you have to figure out, you know, do those two numbers match? If they do, great. You are eating at maintenance. Maintenance is a great place to be. If you were eating below that, ideally you would do some sort of reverse diet up to your total daily energy expenditure. If you were eating above your total daily energy expenditure, that's when you could do a cut. Um, and I know this is a little bit confusing. Like I said, this is exactly what we do in the mentorship. We try to figure this all out. Um, but really those two numbers are really important because if you have been under eating for a really long time, under eating that total daily energy expenditure, um, it's going to be really hard for you to get the results that you want because essentially your metabolism has down-regulated to the number of calories that you are currently consuming. So to lose fat, you have to cut your, your calories lower. So if you have been eating, you know, 1,500 calories and your TDEE is 2,000 calories, to lose body fat, you have to cut your calories lower than 1,500 calories. But really, your metabolism should be closer to 2,000 calories. So in that case, you would want to reverse diet up to 2,000 calories. And I promise you, your metabolism will be so much healthier. You'll probably feel a lot better. You'll probably start building muscle. You'll probably sleep better. Your period might come back. There's all these amazing things that can happen when you are eating enough calories. And I know it sounds scary to like go from 1500 calories to 2000 calories, but if you do a reverse diet properly, um, you can minimize fat gain and actually maximize muscle building as long as you are strength training and sleeping and doing the things that you need to do. Um, if you slowly add in calories every single a week to reach that higher, you know, 2000 calorie TDEE. Um, and so if you're interested in reverse dieting, I do have a course all about it. Um, you can check that out. Um, you can also Google reverse dieting, find it on podcasts. It really isn't that complicated. You just need to know how to do it. Um, but this is very much a starting point for you because you have figured out your daily consumption, you know, what is the state of the union and kind of where you want to be as far as your maintenance calories go. And maintenance is the best 
place to be. And this is where you want to spend like 90% of your life. You don't want to be cutting calories. You don't want to be going to another cut. Um, because when you're in maintenance, all good things happen. Like you can see body composition changes. You can gain muscle. You can lose fat. You could have healthy hormones. Your thyroid's happy. Like all good things happen at maintenance. So that's why this TDE TDEE number is so special and wonderful. Um, and again, I should point out that, you know, this online calculator, it's a guess at where you should be. Um, so keep that in mind, really like the only way to know for sure is to track your intake and see how your body responds. Um, and I typically tell people to track for two to three weeks consistently. I feel like that can give you good data if it's quote unquote working or not. Um, so, but really that's the only way to know if um, your maintenance calories are actually your maintenance calories. So, all right, step one, track your intake for 10 days. Step two, find your total daily energy expenditure. Um, step 2A or 2B, however you want to um, figure that out, would be to figure out what your next phase of nutrition is. Um, is it a cut? Is it a reverse diet? Are you just going to stay in maintenance? You could also do a bulk um, where you add a little more to your TDE, and that's where you can really prioritize building muscle. So I know this is vague. It's a lot of information. Like I said, this is exactly what I cover in my mentorship, and I do have some resources for you guys if you are interested. Interested, I do have a mini training that goes over this nutritional periodization a little bit more. Um, so that could be of interest to you. All right. The next step is calculating your protein goal. So if you figured out where you want to be as far as calories go, how do you figure out your protein goal? And I think protein is very important because it acts really as a building block for us. Um, so it builds muscles, it builds tissues, it um, gives energy to your brain. There's a million things that protein does. So when everyone's like, rah, rah, protein, you need it in your life, it really is that important. <laughs> So it's it's just something to prioritize. So the easiest way to do this, there's a million ways to calculate your protein uh, goals for the day. The way I like to do it, which I think is really simple, is taking your body weight in pounds and multiplying it by 0 0.07 to 1. And that gives you a range of where your protein goal should be. So for me, sorry, I didn't do the math on this ahead of time, but I'm approximately 140 pounds. 0.7 to 1 is... I want to say like 98 grams to 140 grams, and that is a pretty big range. But if you think about it, our energy needs change from day to day. We don't eat like robots. So eating somewhere within that range is typically pretty good for me. I always try to get at least like 120 grams. I mean, that's kind of where I'm aiming. And there are some days that I'm only getting 100 grams or some days that I'm getting way more. Um, but this is over many, many years of, you know, trying different things. But I know if I eat, you know, 120-ish grams of protein, which is in that range um, that we found here, I feel pretty good. Like I feel satisfied. I'm able to build muscle. I have energy levels um, or I have energy to do the things that I want to do. So again, the only way to really know is to try it out and track it and just see what works for you. So again, take your body weight in pounds, so 140 for me times 0 0.07 up to one. So I think having a range is really helpful. I don't think you need to hit your protein goal on the dot, you know? Like you always hear this, like you gotta hit your macros. I take a very relaxed approach 
range. And for most of our one-on-one clients, we're giving them a range um, because we don't eat the same every single day. Um, I mean, some people might eat the same meals every single day. I can't eat the same meal more than like two days in a row before I get sick of it. So having that range really does take the pressure off being like so specific about that goal. So having that range is really nice. And if you're somebody who is, you know, eating at that lower end of the range and you want to increase, just do it slowly. You don't have to do it overnight. Um, don't feel like you need to eat like pounds of chicken or like a million egg whites or anything like that. Do it slow and steady and find a way of eating that works for you. So like I said, like it's taken me many years to figure out that like being in the 120 range is good for me. Um, and I definitely have pushed myself to eat more at times and other times I was just slacking. Um, and really it's just come back to trial and error, body experimentation, um, and just figuring out a way of eating that works for me. So this is just like how I eat now. <laughs> so I don't really think about it too much anymore. Okay, um, so that's step number three. Step number four are carbs and fat. And this is where things, I guess, can get a little bit confusing, but it also gives you a lot of flexibility. So the way to think about macros is protein is the building block. Like I said, you're building muscle and tissue and all the good things. Carbs and fat are fuel sources, and they really can be interchanged. Um, carbs are kind of like the preferred um, energy source. They're really easy to burn. Your body really likes them. Fat um, is a little bit harder to burn, but has more calories and keep, can keep you full for longer. And different people are going to respond differently to different ratios. So again, the only way to know um, is to track what you're eating and figure out how certain foods make you feel. Um, so as a starting point, you could do like the 40-30-30 breakdown um, where it's 30% protein, 40% carbs, 30% fat, um, or you could do it. There's a few ways that you could do it, but you could have kind of more of like an equal ratio. And then, you know, uh, for like a few days, try high, high carb. And then for a few days, try high fat and, you know, switch it up and just see what works best for you. Um, but really at the end of the day, you're using your TDEE to determine how many calories you are eating. And from there, your protein goal will stay the same, but your carbs and fat can go anywhere. So it really depends on what works best for you. Um, for me personally, I will eat higher carb on my workout days and higher fat on my rest days. And that's because on workout days, I need more carbs. On rest days, I don't need as many carbs because I don't, you know, I'm not doing as much activity and things like that. But my calories will mostly stay the same and my protein will stay the same. So just a little guidance there. And like I said, I do have some images coming later this week in Instagram that will make this a little bit clearer. Um, but again, there's not, it's not as easy as just giving somebody a set of macros and sending them on their way. There's so much that goes into it. Um, but then also just paying attention to the biofeedback. Like if you are doing more moderate carbs and you feel really tired, you don't have energy during your workouts, maybe you're not sleeping well, maybe you need some more carbs. Um, and on the flip side, like if you're doing more low fat and you're always hungry, um, you have tons of cravings, your hormones are a mess, maybe you need some more fat. So it just kind of depends. Um, and again, like I said, I have some cool images that are coming out that will give you a little more data. I actually have um, an image that says, do you, you know, how do you adjust your carbs and fat? So I'll be sure to link to that and that can help guide you as far as what to add more of, what to take less of. But the key things are protein stays the same. Your TDEE will be a guide as far as how many calories you're going to be consuming. And then you can do what you want as far as um, carbs and fat. And if you're using some sort of tracking app, it's really easy to adjust those. 
All right, and then really step five is just implementing these macros um, and tracking consistently for two to three weeks and just see how you feel. And I know that's like so vague and just like, uh, just track, you'll figure it out. Um, but I think the key things are um, just slowing down, paying attention to biofeedback, being non-judgmental about what you're eating in these macro ratios, you might actually surprise yourself. I mean, I've had so many women who are super duper active, you know, training for half marathons, doing CrossFit, um, you know, Peloton, Orange Theory, and they're eating super duper low carb. And then they start eating carbs and they're like, holy cow, I feel so much better. And I'm losing weight and I'm seeing muscle definition and I'm sleeping through the night. Like all these little things where, you know, you think you should be eating a certain way, but then you start doing these little body experiments and everything and you just start to realize like how much better you can feel eating more food and trying different ratios um same thing for fat i've definitely had w women be like or say to me you know i keep going over my fat goal i keep going over my fat goal you know I, I just feel like i'm failing at this macro thing and i'm like well look at it differently maybe fat is what you need maybe fat satisfies you maybe that's what your body's craving for a reason so maybe you increase your fat goal decrease your uh carb goal keep your protein the same and see how you feel and then yeah it like just blows their mind they're like yeah I just do better with like a high fat diet instead of like a high carb diet so again it just depends it depends on you your biofeedback you know being consistent with your tracking so you can see how different macros affect you um, so again it just comes back to self-experimentation getting in touch with how you feel I know it's like super vague and like a little woo um, but it's like really helpful so really just track um, and see how you feel trying out different macro ratios. So, um, you know, are you, are you hungry between meals? Um, do you feel bloated? Are you tired? Um, do you get tired after eating certain types of meals? I think that's like a really key one. So eating a meal that's like super duper high in carbs, seeing how you feel 90 minutes later, eating a meal that's super high in fat, seeing how you feel 90 minutes later, eating a meal that's pretty balanced in carbs and fat, seeing how you feel. This also includes protein. <laughs> so the protein always stays the same, but seeing how you feel, that can give you a lot of data. So really it's just slowing down, observing in a non-judgmental non way, um, and just being curious, like, oh, why am I hungry? Is it because my meal was really low in fat? Is it because there were no vegetables in it? Do I need more soluble fiber? You know, beans and lentils and oats and things like that are really satisfying and filling. Do you need more starches? Um, do you need more avocado or butter? You know what I mean? Um, again, protein always stays the same, so making sure you're getting enough protein. Um, but really, like, what signals is your body giving you? Like, do you feel energized? Do you feel tired? Do you feel bloated? Do you want to go take a nap? Are you angry? Are you hangry? Um, so just paying attention to, like, what your body is saying to you. And really, like, you could create, like, a little checklist for yourself. You could journal. Um, there's so many ways to do it. I think MyFitnessPal actually has, like, a note section. So on each specific day, you can track your food and then write notes about how you feel. Um, so there's a million ways to pay attention to um, how you were feeling based on what you're eating. Um, I think also satisfaction between meals is really important. So like, are you hungry um, 90 minutes later or are you good for like four hours? You know, how does that meal make you feel for many hours later? Um, of course, you know, paying attention to food sensitivities, like how do certain foods make you feel? Um, are you consistently hitting your protein goal? I think that's really important. Um, with clients, I typically give them like a protein goal per meal and it's typically 
like 30 grams or more. Um, so making sure you're getting 30 grams or more um, per meal can make you feel really satisfied. And then, you know, just playing with your carbs and fat how you wish. Um, are your energy levels consistent? Um, do you have cravings? When do you have cravings? Is it related to what you were eating or is it more related to lifestyle um, as far as um, stress or emotions, loneliness? Um, I have a little somebody who's sneaking over. Do you want to talk about the perfect macro ratio? <laughs> Quinn just had a blow pop, so he's not talking about the perfect macro ratio. All right, let me finish this up, dude. I'm almost done. Okay, and then finally, you know, based on this biofeedback that you have, um, really just adjusting your macros, you know, adjusting those ratios, adjusting how much you are eating. Because um, again, it's just self-experimentation and just figuring out what works best for you. Um, and of course, like having a coach or something like that can be helpful. We do have a carrots and cake lifestyle group where, you know, women are constantly putting their macro goals and their plan and everything into the group and we can provide feedback. So if that's something that you're interested in, hey bud, can I finish this please? Sorry. Give me like five or 10 minutes. <laughs> I really, I, I tried to carve out time where I could do this and nobody would be bothering me, but it doesn't happen. It never happens. Um, but what I was saying, hey bud, come on. Can you stop please? All right, guys, sorry. So what I was saying about um, adjusting your macros, um, it really goes back to just feeling, you know, getting in tune with how you're feeling and really paying attention to it. And like I said, we do have this great lifestyle group where we have coaches that can give you feedback. And it happens all the time that people will put their macros in, ask for feedback. Um, so if you're looking for that type of support, it's not a big commitment, you know, it's like very low key. It's not one-on-one -on -one coaching or the mentorship. Um, could be a good place for you as far as getting feedback on what you're doing with your macros. So um, adjusting macros in a nutshell, um, protein stays the same. Like I said, um, you might want to add more carbs if you feel like junk during your workouts. If you're always sore, you don't recover well from workouts. Um, you have frequent bloating and constipation. I think that's one because, you know, you're not maybe not getting enough fiber or the right types of fiber. Um, you're moody and cranky um, all the time. Um, and you might want to add more fat if you never feel satisfied after meals or you like always want to snack. You're just somebody who's always snacking. You might just need to beef up your meals a little bit more. You have dry skin, hair, eyes. Um, fat is very much needed for those things. If you have hormonal problems, um, including loss of a menstrual cycle, hormones and cholesterol are very much needed for healthy hormones. Um, and finally, if you have blood sugar issues, making sure you get enough fat can really make sure your blood sugar is balanced. Fat and protein and even good sources of fiber. Okay, guys, I'm going to wrap up here because I do have a little bit of a distraction. <laughs> I was really trying to do a nice podcast for you guys. Um, but anyways, I have a few additional resources and guidance for you. Hopefully I didn't make this too confusing because like I said, I was trying to do like the Cliff Notes version of this. Definitely look in my feed for some more visual um, guidance as far as what's going on. Um, but one, I have a free guide to tracking macros for weight loss. So I will put that in the show notes. You can also grab it from my profile and Instagram, but that's a really great start for figuring out your numbers, where to go as far as your 
macros go um, and you know getting started on your journey. Um, if you want to learn more about this nutritional periodization and creating a nutritional master plan for yourself, I have a five-day training. Um, there's a link in my profile, in my Instagram profile. You can grab it there. I will also include it in the show notes, but that's a great place to really figure out what to do with your nutrition. If you're somebody that's like, all right, cool macros, but like, what do I do here? Um, this can really help you figure out if you need a reverse diet, if you need to be in maintenance, if you're actually gonna do a cut, if bulking's for you, um, but it will help you figure out where to go as far as your nutrition goes. And then finally, if you do need somebody, um, as far as a coach goes, we have applications open as far as one-on-one -on -one coaching goes. Um, mentorship doesn't open till 2022, but I'll definitely keep you guys in the loop. And then we do have um, the Carrots and Cake Lifestyle Group um, where you can get help from coaches um, as far as your macros, your plans. Um, and like I said, it's kind of a, a low-key commitment, but there's a lot of resources and um, coaching as far as um, getting the help that you need. So lots of resources for you. And of course, you guys can always reach out to me. You know where to find me. So I hope you found this helpful. I hope it wasn't too confusing. There was a few interruptions and lost my train of thought a little bit there, but um, do have some stuff coming out later this week. So if you have questions about any of this, let me know. Um, and I hope you have a lovely Sunday and Halloween, and I will talk to you soon.